In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Please be seated. God's plan for us was to dwell in a garden with Him, to live with Him in paradise. And through our own will, through our choosing selfishness rather than the will of God, serving ourselves rather than serving God and our neighbor, we became defiled. And the question is how to make us clean. If it was up to us, maybe we would uh, choose punishment. Uh, We would choose uh, chastisement uh, because that's uh, often our solution in the world, isn't it? To punish one another, to ridicule one another, to put each other away. God's plan was radically different. God's plan for the beginning had something to do with sacrifice. And sacrifice, when we often think of it, has a a pagan quality to it. In the pagan world, uh, the sacrifice was to an angry God, a God who needed to be appeased. And so uh, some innocent life was offered to appease this angry God. But that doesn't seem to be the quality of sacrifice described in the scriptures at all. The, the primitive sacrifice that we see uh, by Abraham, and I call it primitive because he is not of the uh, tribe of Levi and he's not following the, the very uh, stylized rituals of the Exodus and of Leviticus, uh, is a simple offering upon a stone altar. And we read this morning about, uh, this evening about Abraham uh, being called to offer Isaac as the sacrifice and Abraham's willingness to offer his own son. And we read that the Lord is testing Abraham. He's uh, seeing if Abraham is uh, going to be obedient, if Abraham is going to follow through. And indeed, at the end of the whole passage, we read that because of Abraham's obedience, all the world will be blessed. And so a major quality of the sacrifice, of the preparation of sacrifice, is obedience. Are we going to serve God or are we going to serve ourselves? We don't read anything about the Lord being angry at Isaac. We don't read anything about the Lord being angry at the lamb that's finally slaughtered. Indeed, it's uh, offered as a, as, as, a, as a thanksgiving to God. This is the quality of sacrifice then that the letter to the Hebrews talks about. And he talks about the sacrifices that are perpetually offered by the priests in the temple, the Levitical priests. This is still at a time when the temple is standing at the writing of the letter to the Hebrews. And he says, uh, even though they're perpetually offering these sacrifices, their sins can't be removed because the priests themselves uh, are in sin. And so uh, what possible hope can they have of this uh, final offering to cleanse them, to make them whole and sound so that they may dwell with God in paradise? And this is the answer that God has, which is he will be the priest. And he will be the sacrifice. He will be the priest. Jesus performs the priestly ritual. He begins it on Holy Thursday, a Monday Thursday. He begins it by offering the bread and the wine. He says, this is my body and my blood. For us to understand that this is more than than bread, that this is more than wine, that he's offering himself to prepare us for the idea of himself being the sacrifice. He goes then to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prays the high priestly prayer and he takes all the sin of the whole world upon himself which would uh, stop us in our tracks because uh, there isn't this understanding of putting the sins of the people onto the sacrifice. Indeed, in the scriptures we read about this happening to the uh, scapegoat, but the scapegoat is not killed. The scapegoat is released. So Jesus takes upon himself the sins of the whole world. How can he do this? Because he is without sin. 
Because he doesn't run the risk of taking the sins of the whole world because they have no power on him. Because he is the one righteous man. He's the one without sin. And so he's able to take the sins of the whole world upon himself to offer himself as sacrifice. And we read at the, at the end of that night in the garden, they come to arrest him. And we see that he is the high priest because he is the only one in this whole narrative that we just read who acts. Everybody else tries not to. The Jews try to get Pilate to act. Pilate tries to get the Jews to act. Annas tries to get Caiaphas to act. Caiaphas tries to get Pilate to act. The soldiers can't even arrest him until Jesus gives them permission to do it. He says, who are you here to seek? And they say, we're here to seek Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, that's me. And what happens? They fall back. They can't even step forward to arrest him. He is the priest who is in charge of the entire operation of sacrifice. He is in control of every moment that takes place throughout Good Friday. So that he is on the cross by 9 o'clock. He is on the cross at noon when the sun goes dark. And he is there at 3 o'clock when he dies, giving them just enough time. Because he is the high priest with a plan. He dies in enough time. His bones don't need to be broken like the Passover lamb, whose bones are not broken. He dies in just enough time because if you remember, they don't have daylight savings. So it would be dark by 6 o'clock. They had just three hours to get him down from the cross, to clean his body, to wrap it, to walk him to the tomb, to place him in the grave, to seal it, and then to get to their homes before the day of preparation, before the Sabbath day, when Christ would rest in the tomb to keep the Sabbath, to keep the Sabbath rest, to descend to the grave, to grab a hold of the wrists of all the patriarchs, of all those faithful who have gone before, and to say, this is not the place for you. Your place is with me in paradise. And we're going to be ready early on the first day of the week to rise from our graves. This is the sacrifice that we are contemplating today. This is the priest. This is the Passover lamb. He is perfect priest. He is perfect Passover. He is perfect food for our hearts and our minds. He has erased our sins. He has separated them from us as far as the east is from the west. And he is making us ready to dwell with him in paradise. And we would prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate the joy of his greatest gift of his greatest miracle, of his greatest act, out of his love for us, his desire to dwell with us for all eternity.